hey now you're a dog star Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> get your doggy bone play bass <laughs> hey now you're keanu get your reeves on sing some background vocals you can barely hear <laughs> they made multiple albums I swear this it made more sense in, in the Japan. 90s. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to listen back and hear what you actually just said. Uh, uh, let's get it going. Drop it. Hey, welcome to Think Outside the Box Edits the Internet's only outrage machine and hot take machine as well. I'm Nathan Hunt. <laughs> I'm Cameron DeWitt. This palette is cleanser. another palette cleanser. Yes. Uh, I still don't think we have decided who we're going to cover next season. I think we should I think we should just rip the band-aid off and talk about Justin Bieber. Okay, I'm down. We're 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 ta- we're we're having a good time discussing uh-huh. different types of masculinity. Yes. And I just want to ride this wave to its natural conclusion. Mm-hmm. I want us to get yummy and talk about Justin Bieber. <laughs> Is that a Bieber thing? What do you mean, you ask? <laughs> Does he have a song called Get Yummy? He has a song called Yummy. Oh. Wait, or at least he has a one? song that says yummy a lot in it. Oh, uh, I might have heard that. Is it like insufferably yeah. cute? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's a little icky. Okay. <laughs> a little bit. Okay. Um, he has some. He has some song right now that's also like, I think it's called "Stay." It's uh, trending on TikTok right now. Oh so. boy, that makes me feel old. But yeah, let's talk about Justin Bieber next. Yeah, uh, great. But for now, settled. He has like nine albums. Oh god, that's a lot for such a, a little guy. <laughs> um, also, <laughs> uh, also, Lil Nas X's album is uh, due to be released in ten days, I believe. That's right. So maybe we could take a, a, a beeper break and check. It out uh, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Um, I'm fine with doing like blank check rules. You know, like if something comes out, and we yeah. want to take a little break. Yeah. Let's do that. Great. Um, I'm very excited for that album. Yes. Um, I just watched the uh, movie that is the namesake for the title song, Montero, Call Me By Your Name. And you can hear all about it on our weekly mini show if you give us a few bucks at support.boxset.com. Or dot website. Sorry. Support.boxset.website. So it's our <laughs> weekly mini show. They're just up. throwing money into a hole in the internet. <laughs> <laughs> just go to go to a website and put a bunch of money in it. Doesn't matter where. Just go do it. All right. Um Keanu Reeves. He has ha- he, a, ch- a man with a checkered past. A man with many career ups and downs. A man... Yeah, career checkers. Career checkers. He's a, he's a career checkerman. Uh, a man who, at some point, decided he wanted a parallel career in music. But he wasn't, he wasn't like, totally narcissistic about it. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to play bass in a rock band. Um, which is uh, not the most flashiest and uh, uh, front stage and... Uh, most uh sexy of instruments that obviously no. goes to the lead guitar and the singer <laughs> and all that there's the we've band been covering ce- we've been covering celebrity vanity projects for a while now for mm-hmm. our palate cleansers this is the least vain there's not much vanity that one of our celebrities has like engaged in it he's just playing the bass yeah and it's very stripped down. Yes. Like he's most of the time just being an extension of the guitar, playing yeah. the same rhythms, playing the same notes. Basically, yeah. An octave lower. Yeah. yeah uh, he's, he's not yeah. he's not hot dogging on that bass. And and you know what? I think it's fine. Yeah. I don't love this album. I think it's pretty fucking boring. It's very um, boring. But yeah. I think Counter Reeves is yeah, like he's doing his goddamn job as the bassist yeah. in this album, mm-hmm. and it's fine. I don't know what else he would do. Right? Yeah, in this style of music, um, this is the album "Our Little Visionary," the first full-length album by Dogstar, released in 1996. Um, yeah, it is. It is very of its time. Uh, it it feels like they wanted to just 
sound like Alice in Chains or like just whatever one of those like rock bands from the nineties that everyone was listening to for some reason. Um, yeah, it's, it's very like grunge inflected. There's that, uh, underbite singing thing going on. Um, I think the main difference between this and stuff that was actually getting radio airplay is that, um, these songs are not particularly well written. They're not very catchy. They're not very memorable. So, I mean, to take like the, the yeah. Ur example, Nirvana, uh, I mean, Smells Like Teen Spirit is a basically a journey song. Like it, it has the like journey chord progression. Um, I forget which, is it, is it more than a feeling? It's, it's, it like very specifically has the same like chord progression as like uh, a very famous pop song, I think. Uh, interesting. Um, huh. Maybe I don't I'll know do about a this. Quick, um, search. Um, yeah, but the song craft of, of the uh, bands that got on the radio, I think were a lot more like pop inflected and catchy and memorable. Um, and this is not what this album is. It's just, it's kind of yeah, like he, a generic sludge. They, they had a song Doxar, this album, um, or this, this artist, they had a song that was on one of those like compilation cable advertisements for like old rock songs. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing the music video and being like, is that fucking Keanu Reeves? <laughs> mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. That's funny. That was my main mm-hmm. introduction. And I remember him singing in it, but he, I don't believe he really sings in this album. Definitely not lead. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Real time follow up um, uh, regarding Smells Like Teen Spirit. Apparently, there is a large resemblance to Boston's 1976 hit, More Than a Feeling. Um I thought that was a journey Interesting. Song. Is that Boston? Anyway, uh, Cobain himself held similar opinions, saying that it was such a cliched riff, it was so close to a Boston riff or Louie Louie. Smells like Teen Spirit is like that? Yeah. I don't, I can't hear it. I'd have to hear it back and back to back. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's just, uh, you just like do the power chords on the E string and then you move up to the A. Yeah. Then you go up two frets, do the power chord on the E string, do the power chord on the A. Oh, so it's like, it's like transposed a little bit. Um, okay, so the the rhythm don't at all. Ba 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 da 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 da. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what more than the feeling does? Yeah, it sp- smells like Teen Spirit. Mm-hmm. When you go up on the E string, it goes up. Uh, maybe I should just get a guitar. Yeah, hold on, go for Fill it. the space. <laughs> I can hear you. Yeah. So where I was going with that is that yeah, Dog Star, just. The, all the songs are credited to the band dog star. I think Cameron can hear me right now. Um, so they, which seems like something Keanu would do. Um, just like very egalitarian move. Um, but the songwriting is just not very compelling and yeah, it's pretty shitty. Yeah. As contrasted okay. to a catchy song, like smells like teen spirit. So I think smells like teen spirit goes like this. Like that. And I think more than a feeling goes like this. Ah. So it's maybe just a half step off. From memory? Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't I don't remember. But you 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 nailed smells like teen spirit for sure. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it, I it makes a big difference, I would say. It does make it it makes a huge it does that make a big difference, step. I guess. <laughs> it's almost like it's a completely different song. Yeah. <laughs> when you changed half of the chords. <laughs> oh, it's funny how that works, huh? Yeah, um, yeah. So, Dogstar they released an EP in 1994, their first album in '96, and their last album in '99. Um, and there is a there is a whole ass Wikipedia page direct, uh, devoted to Dogstar, which there was not for Russell Crowe's band. So, take that, Russ. Um, you ever search ass Wikipedia? <laughs> it gets pretty intense in there. <laughs> it's um, community funded. Of course it is. <laughs> Just like <laughs> Footpedia. <laughs> um, so, oh, I teased, I don't know if this is going to end up in any of the B-roll or anything, but I teased a, uh, a, a sly little reference to Weezer um, because apparently the band Weezer, as well as the band Rancid, um, opened for Dogstar. In fact, Weezer's first gig was opening for Dogstar. So. And I, I believe at some point Dogstar then opened for Weezer. <laughs> really? I think they were surpassed. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Yeah, they would have been. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So this is, I mean, it's just, it's an interesting choice for Keanu to do. Just like kind of have fun, just like have a little hobby basically. Uh, so what's, yeah, apparently they like met in the supermarket and I told you that on this show, uh, remember? <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> Cause I was reading off of Wikipedia. Um, did you did you say the uh was that while I was getting the guitar? I could hear you but I wasn't listening. Oh. <laughs> no, I was I was talking about how <laughs> the the songs are all credited to Dogstar as a whole in terms of songwriting credit. Right. Yeah. Did did you say how the like sing the lead singer was like wearing some sort of hockey jersey? Detroit Red Wings, yeah. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> did you want to get the brownie points for reading off of Wikipedia too? <laughs> Cuz I sniped you. No, I just I just uh, want the the information out there. That's all I care about. Just the truth. Um, so good job. So what's your uh, what's your your experience of Keanu? Your your Keanu story. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I think maybe my first experience was watching The Matrix. Uh, I didn't watch it when it came out. I watched it like a couple of years later, um, and that had a pretty big impact on me mm-hmm. um new matrix movie coming first, out it, i'm so hyped i can't wait yeah it's gonna be amazing yeah the teaser trailers are you just sent me a link today yeah <laughs> i'll put it in the I feel like, links like adolescently excited about it yeah it's for it's like viral marketing yeah stuff it's kind of silly um and uh yeah uh what else did I did I see? I I saw like you know Bill and Ted mm. at least the first one, mm-hmm. and I loved that as a teenager. Obviously, um, I eventually saw Speed, and I thought that was fucking great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, what are some other Keanu Reeves things? I remember people at the time. Yeah, we're just the the common responses that he's very wooden. Um, mm-hmm. And not, or like, not a very good actor is like what people liked to joke about when talking about Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily like have a, t- I I don't necessarily have a take on that. I mean, I feel like s- some actors are good in everything, even if the script is bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some actors are not good if they're used correctly. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think you know the Blank Check podcast had an interesting take on this. I think it was Griffin Newman who said that. Um, he sees Keanu as having kind of like a, a blankness to him, uh, sure. which can be deployed very skillfully by various directors. So it's not necessarily like he's wooden. It's just like, there is a certain like ineffable or, um, almost like elusive quality to his acting. Right. Um, to his persona. Um, probably one of my most memorable Keanu moments was when you and I lived together oh, yeah. and, Shortly after I moved in, I was using a pressure cooker to make some sort of, I don't know, shitty vegan food. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, That's right. And I was in the, uh, the habit at the time of when I was ready to eat the food, I would force the pressure cooker open <laughs> because I thought, oh, well, it won't open unless it's re- time for it to open mm-hmm. because it locks because of the pressure. I didn't think that I could... This is the kind of, this is the way my brain worked in my early twenties. Mm-hmm. And thank God I'm still alive and as handsome as I am today. <laughs> because yes. I did get bad second degree burns on my neck and arms when I forced the pressure cooker open. I ran into the shower and got into the cool water and the skin literally fell off of my arms. Yes. It was insane and uh, I don't really remember what happened, but I think maybe you took me to the... I took you to the hospital. T- to the ER. Yeah. I had never had to, like, figure out my insurance situation at that point. <laughs> this is the first time I lived away from home. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you took me home, and you got a bunch of movies for us to watch. I don't remember having a say in that, or maybe I did. I Yeah, I, I don't actually remember. Just, I don't know if it was just like... Well, you were kind of high out of your mind. At this point, I was high on perks. Yeah, <laughs> Molly, and we just Molly watched Percocet. three movies together and ate ice cream. And one and of the Numenos. movies that we watched, and Numenos, yeah. one of the movies that we watched um, was uh, was My Own Private Idaho. Yeah, which I mean, the, that's... Uh, River Phoenix, Keanu Reeves movie. 
that's 10 years ago now. So I, I, my memory of it is not, you know, amazing, but I remember being pretty impressed with the movie and pretty impressed with Keanu and his acting in it. Yeah. Uh, Keanu Reeves is sort of the, uh, did, did you say, did you use the word locus of desire earlier? Yes. Maybe this was in. Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah. I'm probably <laughs> I misusing think you it. said the plural. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, of, uh, the river Phoenix character. And he's sort of like this, like, um, sort of sexual, uh, pro- uh, <laughs> canvas to project onto. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keanu Reeves is, Reeves is a sexual canvas. Yes. <laughs> <I'm> gonna... Title. <laughs> Perhaps. Yeah. Um, um, and yeah, I, that movie is fucking crazy. It's and bonkers. It has a lot of It made a lot of sense to me at the time. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, it turns high. into Shakespeare at a certain point. Yes, it does. Uh, Flea yeah, is in it. Um, Oh God, I forgot about that. Before uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers got super big, I think. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Final Keanu Reeves thoughts. Um, I thought John Wick was really shitty. I'm disappointed that people think that movie is so important. I agree. Um, I didn't like that very much either. No, he's great in it, but yeah. To I mean, what end? But, <laughs> at what cost? Exactly. At what cost? I don't know. Um I, and. Maybe one more little thing that I think is worth mentioning is I think Man of Tai Chi kind of rules. Really? Keanu directed that. Yeah. And he's yeah. in it. He's the uh-huh. main bad guy. Uh, and it's it's one of these like high concept martial arts movie. It's very classical in this sense, but it's very modern in its setting, which is basically what if we take a Tai Chi master and we corrupt him and tempt him to use Tai Chi to do prize fighting um, mm-hmm. and cage cage matches and shit and like underworld fighting. Um, and uh, yeah, they like do this whole martial arts movie. That's where someone's like lethally dangerous with Tai Chi, <laughs> this non non practical martial arts form. Um, the, the least violent of all martial arts. Yeah, it's it's kind of fun and and stupid and cool and uh, yeah, and I think he's great in the movie. He's also like, um, I didn't under I didn't know that he's like, I don't know. He has some sort of, I think Chinese lineage. He's Hawaiian. His grandmother, but he was like born in Beirut. Yeah, but he was born in Beirut. Yeah, it's it's a it's pretty bonkers. Um, Keanu Reeves is an ethnically complicated man. He is, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think his I, mother I think... is English. Okay, like full on from the old country English. Interesting. Uh, and then his father is from Hawaii, uh, and his grandmother on his father's side is Chinese Hawaiian. Gotcha. Um, and then he uh, grew up in Hawaii. Keanu did, or partially in Hawaii, and then Australia, and then New York, and then t- Toronto. Wow. I don't know. Crazy. He's been all over the place. My my impression is that after he did the Matrix movies, he and after doing all that training and working with that choreographer, I my impression is that he was like, "Oh, I should like lean into this and like actually study martial arts and like connect with like the part of me that is has Chinese ancestry and mm-hmm. um, connect with that culture." And I think that's where sort of Mana Tai Chi kind of came out of. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the first thing I saw him in was Much Ado About Nothing. Oh. The Kenneth Branagh, the one where Emma Thompson is just like uh, so goddamn sexy. Um, Oh, my God. And uh, Denzel Washington (laughs) is in it. Um, And the guy who ends up being House's boss um, on the TV show House later. Oh, Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch of people in that, including Kenneth Branagh as well. Um, but Keanu Reeves shows up to play the bad guy, and I have a few sound samples of his. Uh, I remember it being bad acting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't put them in my little soundboard because I am a dummy. A dingus. Uh, a dinger donger ding dong. All right. Um, so this is him in Much Ado About Nothing. Cannot hide what I am. I must be sad when I have cause and smile at no man's jests. Eat when I have stomach. 
Wait for no man's leisure. Sleep when I am drowsy and tend on no man's business. Laugh when I am merry. Laugh. Claw no man in his humor. <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> it's really bad. It, it's, it's recited as if he does not understand what he's saying. And yeah. he's kind of just like trying to fake it by, I'm going to say things in a bad guy voice. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen um joss whedon's much ado about nothing i have not no that's the one where he just like filmed it in his own bedroom uh in black and white over like two days right i think so yeah it was just like a weekend um like while he was filming one of the avengers movies he's like i mm. want to do something for me <laughs> um mm. yeah who plays i'm trying to who plays keanu's role in that i'm trying to remember because i remember them doing a really good job um, it's, it's some fucking Firefly actor. Oh, really? <laughs> Is it Nathan Fillion? Yeah. It's not Nathan Fillion. Um, I remember the, there being a fingering scene in it. Oh, damn. <laughs> Which is hilarious, because <laughs> I don't think that was in the original Shakespeare. Probably not. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just taking a quick glance, see if I can remember. Uh, and uh, I don't, and I apologize to everyone yeah. for wasting your time. Well, never forgive you. Um, oh, Keanu plays Denzel's brother in the movie Much Ado About Nothing, the Kenneth Branagh one. Fine, sure. Yeah. Or half-brother, I guess. Evil half-brother. Um, uh, yeah, so I think that's the first thing I saw him in. He's not great. And then I think the next thing I saw was the the Matrix, like like you also. And then similarly, I got into Bill and Ted, both of them, uh, during like high school and probably late middle school. Great, fabulous movies. Um, but I ne- I like never really had a ton of respect for Keanu um, as like an actor. I think I, I've gotten more respect for him as time has gone on. I have also tried to. Um, very actively and consciously resisted the weird parasocial energy of Keanu Reeves, the internet's boyfriend and like, sure. <laughs> that whole kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. He's back again. He's back again. He's such a nice guy and he's so cool and he's so humble and stuff. And it's like, okay, well that, that may, that might be true. That could be true. And it could be great that he is like that. And he does not seem to be a very like self aggrandizing person, which is awesome. But this weird parasocial energy has just got to stop. <laughs> I just, I, I don't like it. Creeps me out. You, you don't have that for anyone. I'm trying to think if you have that for anyone. I don't think I do. I've always been like turned off and sickened by like weird parasocial um, situations. Hmm. And yet at the end of every episode, I think outside the box set, you s- send people over to get up in the cool because they're such a big fan. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think you just said we have a parasocial relationship, which is making me rethink a lot of things. For get up in the cool. (laughs) (laughs) It's It's really weird to describe your friends as being parasocial. (laughs) (laughs) Just with all the fame, from get up in the cool, it's oh. really hard to 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 organize my relationships because there's just like so many of them, and I can't tell which ways up. I no, I get it. Sometimes I feel like yeah. I am just like a minor part of your entourage, and I try to I try to like <laughs> name drop you all the time, and like, oh, I'm I'm friends with uh, Cameron Dewitt. Ever heard of them? <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, okay. Oh, after I that some weird Keanu. <laughs> I have some more Keanu. Oh, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I saw uh, Francis Ford Coppola's Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, so terrible. I think, was that 91? Um, Sounds right. Because that would be the same year as, um, no, that's 92. So it's a year after My Own Private Idaho, which he is great in. And then he tries to do an English accent. And um, there's a couple couple YouTube clips, uh, compilations. But here is a sound sample from one of them where he tries to do an English accent. Doctor, you must understand. I doubted everything, even my mind. I was impotent with fear. I know. But, sir, I know where the bastard sleeps. 
I brought him there to Carfax Abbey. <laughs> That's he, so terrible. That's he, the worst thing I've it's ever really heard. Bad. It really does sound like Ted Theodore Logan from the Bill and Ted movies, like trying to <laughs> blend in in a medieval castle. It's really what it sounds like, and it's it's so bad. Um, and I was perusing Keanu Reeves's Wikipedia page um, early this afternoon. He has been in so many bad and mediocre movies, and he has been bad in so many movies. Uh, he has had such ups and downs. Like um, he was getting a lot of like buzz in the early to mid '90s. He had like Point Break. Um, he had Speed come out in '94. Uh, and then like the last half of the nineties is a, a wasteland for him. He's in Johnny Mnemonic, which I've heard some people say they like it. Uh, but the film received mainly negative reviews and critics felt Reeves was woefully miscast. He was in a movie called walk in the clouds. Um, he was in a chain reaction. He was in feeling Minnesota. Uh, he turned down an offer to star in Speed 2, which he claims caused 20th Century Fox to sever ties with him for a decade, which is oh my God. bonananas. Um, and then he was in a movie called The Devil's Advocate, which sounded really bad and got bad reviews. And then he just like pulls it out of the tailspin with The Matrix. But then after The Matrix, he goes right back into his tailspin. <laughs> he, he just like, yeah, he's... The overwhelming majority of Keanu Reeves's movies are not good, and he's not good in them, unfortunately. And I think, I think he is just like someone who needs to be like, you know, has to be used in a certain way by like a director who knows how to handle him. You can't just throw him in a romantic comedy, you know? Right. Um, he was uh, he was a good dentist in Thumbsucker. Do you remember that? I don't think I ever saw that. He's the dentist. He's the philosophical dentist. He would make a good Mentor. philosophical dentist. Yeah. I mean, it's maybe typecasting, but it's good casting. Yeah. Dude, philosophize uh, with him. You, you know <laughs> All who we are know- <laughs> is dust in the wind, dude. <laughs> Do you know who really knew how to use Keanu Reeves? Besides the Wachowskis? Brett Domrose of the band Dockstar. <laughs> Bringing it back around. You've done it again, Cameron. Let's talk about this album for a good 10 minutes and then call it a day. (laughs) That's about as much as it deserves. Yeah. Um, No one would talk about this band ever if Keanu Reeves was not in it. I mean, let's just put that Absolutely. Um, As much as it is not a Keanu Reeves vanity project, it is a novelty appeal project of people being like, oh, that's... Uh, he has a band. Oh, I'll check it out. And then a few disappointed uh, minutes later, oh. they kind of forget about it. <laughs> They're just like, "Oh, well, okay." Um, yeah. So, this what do is we the, even talk about uh, in this? Um, uh, I mean, I mean, I guess let's just let's start with the first album. Let's at least I do guess. the first couple. Yeah, it's the I mean, song "Forgive." Every, every song. It's it's very difficult to distinguish any song from any other because they all sound pretty much exactly the same. And here's the first one. Sometimes in fear we turn look back. We find it so hard to forget someone for being bad. You know what this reminds me of? I just thought of this. This so- sounds like uh, the Goo Goo Dolls, the first couple of their albums before they okay. uh, found great success. Great success with um, their like slow acoustic ballads. They had sure some similar pop rock stylings with gruff, gravelly voices. Um, but they actually know how to write songs that are <laughs> more right. memorable than this. Yeah, t- talk about anti poetics. Sometimes in fear, we don't look back. We find it so hard to forgive someone for being bad. I forgive people for being good sometimes. <laughs> I forgive you all the time for being too good and just showing off and just doing <laughs> stuff good. And you're making us you all look great bad. out there. And I won't hold that against you. <laughs> <laughs> Cameron, everything's okay. I'm staring at a better day. 
if I forgive today, will this pain go away? Um, yeah, this song is, uh, sometimes we tire from the anger down inside. Sometimes mm. the fire gets a little too hard to hide. This is like... You know when you're trying to hide a fire? Yeah. You no know when look. you actually no set something on fire? No, no, look. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Move along. Go, on, go about your business. <laughs> I mean, that's literally a Sir, scene from... is your house on fire? <laughs> it's literally a scene from Lethal it's Weapon. A, it's just a metaphor. <laughs> it's just a metaphor. Yeah, this is... I mean, this is a hallmark of, like, bad, like, high school poetry or song lyrics of the, like... Uh, uh, second level metaphor where they haven't established the first level. You haven't established what the fire is or how it functions or what it means to you or that it is hidden. You, you just like, you, you just leap right past that and go to sometimes the fire gets a little too hard to hide, which is maybe meaningful to you as the writer of the song, uh, Dog Star, the collective uh, hive mind of these three people four people um three people it may it may be meaningful to you but it is not meaningful to the listener because again we do not know what the fire is or why it should be hidden or why it is hidden uh you're jumping the gun you're not establishing your imagery i had this feeling while like reading along with the lyrics in this album i i have this feeling that the that the word count is really low in this album. <laughs> I think that's right. <laughs> of like unique words. Yeah. Yeah, not yeah, obviously there's a decent amount of words in the album. A standard amount of words. Standard, yeah. Uh for like a rock band. But yeah, the the unique words I just don't think is very high. I Someone so. I think it was like some old Vox article uh was putting rappers on a graph based oh. on how many unique words that they use. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ooh, maybe you can pick that up. Yeah. Maybe. Um, Did Eminem win? Count. I think Aesop Rock won. Oh. Which makes sense. I guess. Yeah, that does make sense. He's just making up words all the time. All over the place. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of words in that salad. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So they have... Um, so I think it might be an actual... Or they use the genius lyrics. Mm. It's I, I found uh, it's it's pudding cool <laughs> is the website <laughs> where I found this. Okay, so who do we got here? Aesop Rock has seven thousand eight hundred and seventy nine unique words. Um, oh, they've updated it. Oh, really? Yeah, because it used to be DMX was like at the bottom, oh. but now they have little baby. Most of those words are homophobic. Oh my god. <laughs> um. And wait, is, is she the Lil one that like? Is, wait, who's little Lil baby? baby? I believe is a is a a male baby. <laughs> it's a boy. <laughs> oh, I was thinking of Bad Baby, which was uh, the rap <laughs> alter ego of that uh, psycho lady in Nashville who shot the homeless guy for daring to uh, say, "Can you please move your eighty thousand dollar Porsche SUV so the exhaust pipe is not literally inside my mouth as I am trying to lie on the sidewalk and oh my God. sleep?" That was a rapper. Who did that? She tried to launch a rap rap career as Bad Baby. <laughs> Jesus, Bad Baby. Yeah, she is. She's a bad person. At least she's admitting it. Um, yeah, she's a real psycho. Right now, the current lowest is NF two thousand four hundred and seventy two unique words used. I haven't even heard of NF. Apparently, there's another one called Young Boy Never Broke Again. <laughs> That's really sad. Huh. huh. <laughs> NF Doom is pretty high. As well as the Riza and Wu Tang Clan, Jedi Mind Tricks, okay, all, Bus all Driver. I've never heard of Bus Driver. Bus Driver. Let's check out Bus Driver. That sounds cool. Dell, Dell the Funky Homo Sapien. Pretty, pretty high it's up pretty there. Pretty near the top. Uh, the Roots. They call him nasty because he eats the cat. Also because of all of his unique words. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's someone else from the hieroglyphics, actually. Oh damn it! Yeah, but that I is think a we've good. Had this conversation before. That song fucking rules <laughs> on the show. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Uh, oh wow, there's a rap group called uh, Cunning Linguists. Yes, there. I is. like that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lil Uzi Vert or Vert, however that's pronounced, is pretty low. Also. Um, yeah. Okay. DMX is down there. Okay, we're gonna just <laughs> let's stop. We'll put the link in the show notes, and we'll just stop. <laughs> We'll stop going, ooh, ah, over the various ooh, placements. Ah. Yeah. 
Um, which I guess means we have to come back to Dogstar, unfortunately. Um, do you want to... Let's talk about the second song a little bit. It's called Our Little Visionary, which is the titular song. Um, it has a bass intro, so we get to hear Keanu's skills shine. So let's Ooh. listen to the intro first. <gasps> Chords on the bass? Chords. She says I gotta so... That's... It's not okay. It's not common for bass players to play chords like that. It yeah. is not a typical thing for a bassist to do because, um, as you get to the lower range of he's he's playing the like a lot of the chord tones up fairly high on the neck, but as you get down to the lower notes of the bass, and because the bass oftentimes has a, a lower timbre as well, chords can sound very muddy, and people don't tip, they don't play like a power chord and like an f power chord like way down on the first fret or whatever right typically i think it's literally because the oscillations are so are so far apart that they're more detectable um that the uh the 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 difference in two notes that low Mm -hmm. you can actually hear the friction in a way that's less pleasing because it's less like a buzz ah. of dissonance, mm-hmm. um, even between two consonant notes, because it's so low, you can hear the interference in a way that, um, yeah, it sounds muddy because it's not this like kind of pure tone. Mm-hmm. Also combined with that is um, the, uh, the, the equal temperament of fretted instruments. And I feel like playing that low, uh, if you're playing chords that mm-hmm. low doubles down on the dissonance. Right. Yeah. Inherent to fretted instruments. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's not common, um, but he is playing higher up the neck, which makes it sound a little bit more consonant. It also like kind of underlines the fact that he is playing it like a guitarist. Uh, he sounds like he plays with a pick, right? He, he definitely plays with a pick. Um, and, yeah, he is playing it as if he is a guitarist who got handed a bass. Um, which, yep. back in my uh, talkbass.net days, when I spent upwards of 16 hours a day on that forum site when I, in high school, um, that was a, a grave insult to say to someone. <laughs> they play like a guitarist. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Whatever. It's, yeah, it's whatever. Um, so There's here's, plenty of good bassists who play with picks. Oh, totally, yeah. Uh, yeah, not, well, not just the pick, but like that, that whole approach, um, to the instrument and whatnot. But, uh, let's listen to the rest of the sound sample of this song. Um, this sounds a bit like pavement um, in the verse part. Do you know pavement at all? I don't know pavement. They are a pretty well-regarded, or at least they were, um, like indie band that never really got super popular or super successful, but were pretty influential. And um, yeah, they, they oftentimes had a less conventional approach to writing music than a lot of their mm. peers. And... Um, I don't know if if, uh, if he ever deployed this, but the this, this singer, um, Stephen Malkmus, at least talks about in his lyrics, uh, like, tone clusters and, like, huh. things like that. Um, so I think, musically, they're more interesting than a lot of what was going on. And the, like, verse parts of the song sort of remind me of Pavement. Um, but then it goes into a very boring chorus. Yeah. Um, yeah, the genius lyrics doesn't even really like lay out the lyrics in a way that makes sense. <laughs> mm. Is this a song about like a breakup? Uh, hmm. In your rainbow, there's a color I don't remember as a child. There comes a point across our lives where we must see. <laughs> That's a we weird accusation. <laughs> yeah. Something's fucked up about your rainbow. Your rainbow is all fucked up, yo. <laughs> Why is there mauve in your rainbow? <laughs> Uh, okay, did I have some sand samples from this one? Okay, so we got the most... So it's a key change. It's like the one key change in the album, but it's to the most boring chord progressions ever. I don't even remember which one it is. I'm guessing it's mm-hmm. like 
the one five six four, mm-hmm. like the most boring chord progression. There it is. Yeah. Oh, it's pretty rough. It's six four one five. My bad. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, um, and then I there's some Eddie Vedder singing. If oh, you want to yes. play that, so Eddie, so Vedder. Too Eddie, too Vedder, <laughs> too furious. Um, yeah. I want to let, let's let, let's see if we can find App Pavement song that because this is more okay, interesting great. than Dog Star. Let's just take a look at this one. Oh, that's really loud. I will turn it down. It's kind of a boring one. <laughs> cool. Uh, that's boring too. Okay, I, I give up. <laughs> I was never that big a pavement fan. I, I had like two of them. What a great things. segment! Yeah, great segment. At least it's it. It took up some time. Um. All right. Uh. What song? Breathe tonight. Maybe song number four. Yeah. Slightly more memorable. This is a I Got Dumped song. Yeah. That's actually, this might be one of my uh, standouts for this album. Like, by relatively speaking. Speak on that. Relatively speaking. um, (laughs) I think this might have been a minor hit if they had, like, had a couple more drafts of it. I think it's, like, it could, like, I don't know. It could be interesting enough or memorable enough to be a minor hit in the 90s. Um, it's, It's very funny to look back on this music in the 2021 uh standpoint with 2021 years and uh-huh. it sounds like it is from a different planet because it is because the 90s was a different planet <laughs> um and this music made a lot more sense in 1996 uh and it did not age well <laughs> and is a moment frozen in time um yeah so all that to say that I don't know. The chorus is like somewhat memorable, somewhat catchy. I don't know. Sometimes it's cool. I try to see your face and it's not there. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> Love that. Uh, does he mean like when he says it's cool, he's like means like the surrounding air, the temperature is cool. Like when it's cool, sometimes I try to see your face and it's not there. I don't know. I don't know. Also, who cares? Um, under a full moon, I see you there, and I beg forgiveness from your stare. Very adolescent rhyme. Have I done wrong beyond repair? And you say that I should lie alone. And breathe tonight, feel the vibe, dream tonight, let it slide. Um, yeah, this is kind. seems like kind of a breakup song, but it's pretty unclear. <laughs> this is, I mean, the lyrics of the album are pretty much all poetic bluffs um, of varying levels of bluffiness, bluffitude. Yeah, I feel like it basically just goes downhill, and I don't know. I have one, like, I have one moment, one sound sample that says "interesting moment." You do, yes. And I'm uh, maybe we could skip to that. I don't know if it's interesting in a good way, or actually interesting, or just relatively. Um. Oh, there was a moment I wanted to highlight in song four, which is called "Nobody okay, Home." Right. Uh, so let's take a quick listen to this general sound sample for that song. We stand in the cold. He is dirty below. I'm getting to know nobody home. This song actually has some interesting, like, coherent okay. imagery, at least. Yeah, um, it's about a long-distance relationship, right? 
Kind of, yeah. It's it's not really a story that you see a lot in songs. We stand in the cold. Here it's 30 below. I'm getting to know nobody home. She falls asleep on the phone. That's I like that. That's a nice little moment. 2,000 miles yeah. away, she sleeps all alone. She's getting to know nobody home. And then I sent her away to someone who she could see every day. I'm getting to know nobody home. Um, so he kind of broke it off and was like, no, you need to be with someone who you can actually be around and right. not 2,000 right. miles away on the phone. Yeah. So that's that's not bad. It's the strongest songwriting we've discussed so far. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the reason I wanted to highlight this song is because I think we get to hear a little bit of Keanu's BGVs, which is to say background uh-huh. vocals. The givers. Yeah. Uh, I think first he um, sings in unison with the singer, and then he does a little bit of harmony uh, in this sound sample. So take a listen for that. Like a child Sleep Rest a while Sleep <laughs> Yeah, so I think we got to hear Keanu sing a little bit there. Oh, Yeah. Cute. Little cutie, little Keanu. Um, <laughs> speaking of cutie, Keanu. I spammed Cameron's phone with like probably a dozen photos of uh, Keanu, little baby, so young, cute little Keanu Reeves uh, playing bass on stage with Dogstar. And uh, I, we won't link them in the show notes because there's a million of them. But if you just do like a Google image search for Keanu Dogstar, you'll get a ton of them. Well, let's uh, let's end this episode and yeah, this final nice. palate cleanser between 18 and 19. Uh, the se- the seasons eighteen and nineteen with uh, this ostensibly interesting moment from track ten, Bleeding Soul. Oh, is that Bleeding Soul? I have that as track nine. Anyway, doesn't matter. Here is the interesting moment that we've been building up to all episode. Wow, that's abrupt. Oh yeah, yeah. There's this very abrupt tempo change. Um, and it might be key change too. And I think it references the beginning. I don't know. Maybe I just noticed it because yeah, literally all these songs sound the same. And the moment something different happened, I was like, Oh, I should probably take a sound sample of that. I'm awake. I'm awake. Uh, okay. And one final thing about, uh, dog star that, that maybe we should mention. I, I had what their original names were supposed to be. Uh, uh, it's on the Wikipedia page. Yeah, looking. I'm looking. Because they were pretty good. Um, They're better than Dogstar, I think. Well, they certainly had a bigger impact. <laughs> um, uh, where are they? Oh, I had them up. They're at the end of the, of the section saying Inception and Name Origin. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, the band originally called themselves Small Fecal Matter, and then BFS, Big Fucking Shit, or Big Fucking Sound, before <laughs> settling on Dogstar. Mm-hmm. That's I like that. That's um, it's like a it's like a Japanese rock band name. Uh, there's a band in Japan called um, King Fucker Chicken, I think, <laughs> which is great. Cool. <laughs> um, oh, and actually, this album was only released in Japan. I guess we should mention. Yeah. But I, inexplicable. <laughs> inexplicable. Uh, Wikipedia is careful to note that Dogstar already had a worldwide fan base at the time. That's really weird. <laughs> worldwide. Yep. <laughs> also, this is their debut album. I don't really understand how you can have a worldwide fan base before your debut album. Well, because Keanu. All right. Uh, it's so strange. Okay. So strange. Well... Well, we're going to close the book. That's it, folks. On the Celebrity Vanity Projects for now. Uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> um, we'll be back next week with Justin Bieber. And until that time, you can visit our website at uh, website. You can email us at email at boxset.website. Tweet us at Tobias Podcast. Um, it would be great if you could support the show. And there's a number of different ways you could do it. Uh, there's the review on iTunes. That's good. Even better. 
sharing the show with people who you think might like it. Just be like, hey, there's like a podcast. And they like talk about like music and whatnot and, and what happened. They're you. about to talk about the beepers. <laughs> They're about to talk about the beeper. Uh, child of the 90s. Um, and uh, if you want to support us even more directly than that, you can go to our Patreon at support.boxset.website. Uh, you'll get access to all of our bonus materials, including a weekly mini show we like to call What's in the Box Weekly, which has a very cool and fun uh, theme song and outro song that you'll never get to hear if you don't kick us <laughs> a few bucks a month. Uh, and this week, we I just rambled on and on about three different movies that I've seen recently, including Call Me By Your Name, which is lovely. Yeah. And Cameron talked about. Uh, I talked a little bit about all the movies that Nathan talked about. Yeah. And... I also talked about the Savage Lovecast, Dan Savage's podcast. Yes. Uh, you should also, if you haven't already, give Cameron's other podcast, Get Up in the Cool, a try. Uh, I just caught up after being uh, behind for a week or two, and it's a good hang. It's a fun come time. Get, come have a parasocial relationship with me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's all typed up to be. It's so good. Um <laughs> All right. Well, then you can get then you can send me microaggressions uh, through my contact form. Oh yeah, do you get a lot of those? I get enough. Oh great. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you love to have more? Yes. All right. Well, until next week, I've been Nathan Hunt, and I'm a sexual canvas. And I've been Cameron Dewitt, and I'm gonna look you up on Ask Wikipedia. <laughs> I'd be pretty surprised if ass Wikipedia did not exist. Cause I know that there is the like celebrity foot Wikipedia. All right. I'm looking it up. Ass Wikipedia. Yeah. Oh, uh, there's an entry for ass in Wikipedia donkey or ass equus Africanus assinus. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we got wild ass and then arse and then donkey. <laughs> Mongolian wild ass, European wild ass. <laughs> um, I'm not seeing an option for ass disambiguation. All I want is for my asses to be disambiguated, but the I internet think, can't even offer me that. I think it is a dis. I mean, it's not by name, but I think this is a disambiguation page. If you just go to uh, Wikipedia.org/wiki/ass. Yeah. 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 Careful though, because you know Rule Thirty Four. <laughs> You might find some porn that features asses. Heaven forbid. That's right. <laughs> uh, if you were to look for assipedia, would you spell it with an I or an A after ass? A-S-S-I-pedia or A-S-S-A-pedia? Uh, assipedia. I'm <laughs> looking.